Welcome to the Getting My Act Together podcast for September 14, 2021. I hope your week is off to a great start, and I hope that... You know what? If you're listening to this podcast for the first time because you saw one of my videos on TikTok, (laughs) I'm grown. Thanks for coming over and checking it out. I just started chopping up and putting clips onto TikTok, and one I posted a couple days ago uh, already has 16,000 views. So thank you if you're listening to this because you checked out TikTok. And if you didn't and you want to go check out TikTok, fucking do it. Why not? This is my way. This is how I'm going to circumvent all. This is this is what I tell myself. This is how I'm going to circumvent all the bookers in North America. I'm just going to, through the podcast and through TikTok, build a following that allows me to headline clubs across the country every... This is me speaking my plan into the, into action. I'm, at, I'm speaking it. I haven't put it into action. That's my plan, is to, through the podcast and through TikTok, one 15-second clip at a time, I am going to build an audience that will come support me and listen to me talk shit in nightclubs across the country and hopefully across the globe uh, any night of the week. And that way I don't have to quote, play the game as much. I all due respect for the game. I just don't have the time to do it. I don't have time to send 600 emails and -and so-and-so will vouch for me. Well, then you don't really want it. Yeah, I do, but I just, you know, I figure it's, I don't know if it's easier or not, but I'm thrilled that some 16,000 people watched my dumb video on TikTok, and that's all I'm going to do is be posting stand-up clips. I'm not going to be doing anything else, and shout out to everybody else who does other things. TikTok is fucking wild, man. I can't believe it. Like, every third time I open the app, there's some girl with braces crying about some shit. It's like, man, I'm I'm an adult, dude. Anyway, if you're checking this out from TikTok, thanks a lot, and you've probably already lost interest already, so go fuck yourself and unfollow my page, you impatient bat. All right, I don't really mean that. But if you come to a comedy show, TikTokers, it's going to be like an hour and a half where you're going to have to be sitting there. And Actually, I'm not going to tell you. You know what? Come to a comedy show sometime. You'll see comics do like 15-second sets, and then you can get back on your phone and do whatever you're going to do. You'll love it. <laughs> if you're in Atlanta, Georgia, in all seriousness, if you're in Atlanta, Georgia tonight, the 14th, come down to Limerick Junction because I can't believe this. For the third week in a row, we are going to have a comic on who has late night credits yeah we get big time comics in last week i said clayton english was in this week andy sanford is closing out the show he's been on conan he's been on corden he's been on all sorts of shit and he's back living in atlanta and i'm thrilled that he's closing out the show carter deems who is on mtv's wild at wild and out wild and out with one of my favorite comics one of the funniest people i've ever seen in the world carlos miller is on Wild and Out, and a lot of other Atlanta folks. Carter Deems is on the show, Dante Ray, Holly Ballantyne. Oh, by the way, Just for Laughs Montreal 2019, um, New Face, Andrew Stanley's on the show. Listen, the credits of the people coming on to Limerick. <laughs> I really should figure out a way to pay them in more than just a drink. Of course, I do, really, the bar does pay the feature comic, but 
It's a free show, so come on out. There are other comics on. Andrew Stanley, Damian Turner's on, Shelby Tezio, Nathan Owens, and I think I got everybody. It's it's a big show, but as I've said before, I'm a big-hearted guy, and I want to get everybody on, so that's the show for Tuesday night. People's credits at Limerick Comedy. It's a fun show. That's uh, I think that's what I have. And then, you know, almost immediately the next day, I'll be hosting the Laughing Skull mic in Midtown Atlanta. And you heard me talk about the lunatics that were there last week. Um, I think it was just absolutely off the rails. Yeah, that's right. I told about the two big Scandinavian dudes from Sweden or Denmark or whatever when everybody's like, these motherfuckers got to be thrown out. And everyone's looking around like, <laughs> why don't you do it? You're 5'10". These mountains of men are 6'6", six, 6'8". Six, six, but anyway, that's what I'll be tonight. And then tomorrow I'll be at the Laughing Skull. So come on over, say hello. Uh, if you, you always can catch me Saturday mornings at the farmer's market I go to with my daughter. Whereas, you know, we see fucking eat. I hate to say this to you grateful pastors but the Eggman is now just about totally useless <laughs> all he does now is try to snap off quick little one-liners that really aren't that funny they really aren't um, no the Eggman is great but he's always out of goddamn eggs and my mom was in town over the weekend and I'm like all right let's take mom up there we'll take the girl we go to Eggman and he's just sitting there with his thumb up his ass, no eggs. It's like, dude, I'm here ready to spend $10 on a dozen eggs. What is that per egg? 90? Just under 90 cents an egg? God. They are delicious. So if you are looking for eggs and you want to spend $10 on a carton, please find Grateful Pastures in Mansfield, Georgia. Um, and you can find me every Saturday at the farmer's market walking around with my daughter for as long as she will allow me where we go get uh, some salvadoreño street food called pupusas and we always get bread from the general mirror bread i'm just reading out to people at the farmer's market and you know what, what else we get alligator pear chips go check out alligator pear chips they're delicious tortilla chips the woman at the bread place at the General Mirror is a sweetheart, and I love talking to her every week. Um, but she does this interesting thing that kind of, I guess I'm talking about it, it kind of gets on my tits just a little bit. I always order the bread in advance. Like on Friday, I will sit down and I will send an email saying, hey, I'll see you at the farmer's market tomorrow for a pretzel and a loaf. Thinly sliced, please, or whatever. So I do that each day because the bread is so popular and so delicious, the bread at the General Muir Bread, or TGM Bread, that I know by the time I get to the farmer's market, they'll be sold out of it. So I take the initiative to look ahead and order the bread. And it puts the jello in the pudding and the jello. So I call in advance. I send an email in advance, may I please get the bread. And every time I pick up the bread... The woman, it's like, she says, you're, oh my, she said, oh my gosh, you're lucky you called in the day before. You're lucky you sent a note because we have been out of these for hours. And sometimes we'll get there on the later side, and especially now that our swim lesson has moved to the middle part of the day. 
so there's like not a whole lot of stock left except for the one brown bag with our name on it and what we ordered and she'll say oh gosh you are lucky she, every time she says you're lucky that you ordered ahead because this is the last yours is the last bag and i just take this much issue with the idea that luck has fucking anything to do with it <laughs> because it doesn't i'm fortunate you know i'm privileged i'm fortunate that I ordered the bread the day before, but luck didn't have any fucking thing to do with it at all. Luck, it wasn't like the dice bounced perfectly and the bread was there for me in the morning or the dice bounced perfectly and led and forced me. The, the dice bounced perfectly and hit the keyboard and ordered the bread. Luck doesn't have anything to do with it, lady, okay? You know, like, oh, you guys are so lucky. People say that about couples sometimes. Oh, you guys are so lucky. Well, you know, fortunate. Yet lucky, lucky that we met. That's what couples should say. Yeah, we're lucky that we're met, but we're fortunate that we respected the relationship, respected each other, and uh, whatever else. But, oh, you're so lucky. Let's be clear with our language. Fortunate is what you mean to say. Oh, you're so, but, and then I'm such an asshole. I can't just let that go. I have to say, well, I'm kind of fortunate because luck didn't have a goddamn thing to do with this. It wasn't like lightning struck and I got a bag of bread. No, I, you know what I did? I remembered to order it. I planned ahead. I used higher level cognitive thinking and I remembered to plan ahead. I planned ahead to remember to send an email that you got. And okay, and I'm a jerk off, but. The bread is delicious, and if you have never had the General Meal bread, I encourage you to get a bread called seeded sourdough. Get it thinly sliced and forget about it. It's unbelievable. Anyway, that's where I'll be. That's where I am every Saturday, and then I go to Church Pool, where another interesting thing. I don't know if this guy is a chef or not, but I've mentioned how in the swim lesson that I take my daughter to. It's usually just the dads and the kids. And the kids, by the way, are all girls. There's no boys in the class. So it's dads and daughters. Yeah, dads and daughters. Except for one woman and her daughter. But there's one guy in the... One dad. There are, there are four dads or whatever. There's one dad who is a burly-looking gentleman. He... Uh, you know, maybe, I don't know what he does for work. Maybe he's a chef. He could be a roadie. Um, but he's got a couple strong tattoos. He's got a, he's got a beard and you got shaggy hair. Looks like a, you know, fucking rock and roller. I like his style. Or maybe he rides a motorcycle. But he's got a, he's got like a strong kind of metal, you know, horns tattoo on his back, if I remember correctly. And then he's got like a, fucking pentagram I think tattooed on his chest which you know maybe he grew up listening to Shout at the Devil or Black Tusk or I don't even know Black that really doesn't apply to Black Tusk that does uh, anyway I don't I don't know maybe he's like a black metal guy I don't know what his story is but <laughs> on Saturday he was having a tough time corralling his daughter she was just defiant as you know kids are as mine is all the time as the other kids are but his also was kind of giving him a hard time, maybe more than the other kids. And she was like, no, I'm not going to do whatever whatever he needed her to do. 
she wasn't going to do. And he was like, sit down, sit down. And she's like, no, no. <laughs> and he was getting frustrated. And I felt like saying, dude, like, you have a fucking pentagram in your chest. <laughs> this is your offspring. What did you expect? She's not going to just sit down and cross her legs and fold her hands and <laughs> wait to pray. You're raising a little meddler. She has metal DNA in her. But he's like, sit down, sit down. <laughs> She's just like, fuck you, dude. I am going to do an eight ball and uh, ride a motorcycle into the pool. So, like, what do you expect? I mean, I'm a hard-headed, opinionated, at times prick, so I don't expect my daughter to be different than that. And I, I'm, just, I'm not saying this guy's a hard-headed prick. I'm just saying... You have a couple markings that suggest you're not exactly going with the flow <laughs> of life, which I respect. But you know, at the same time, he's like, sit down. She's like, fuck you. <laughs> We're going to Sturgis, Dad. It was pretty funny. Pretty funny. And then, you know, then the teacher who's like, uh, well, I guess we've lost her for the day. And then, you know, the teacher kind of gills the girl back into into shape and the the dad is like you know sitting there like all right well it worked out in the end <laughs> but man if you have a pentagram in the middle of your chest i don't think you should expect law and order all the time or maybe maybe you do maybe maybe satan rules very strongly do you have to believe in i'm not one of religious <coughs> excuse me religious conversation do you have to believe in God to believe in Satan isn't Satan like his double or something Satan got thrown out of so what happened now everybody a guy got thrown out of some place in the sky and landed in the place below oh yeah that makes sense Jesus Christ anyway we had it we survived the trip we survived the trip with uh, not survived we thrived with my mom in town we had a really nice time I did spots Friday and Saturday, which were a real good time, at the Laughing Skull. And then on Friday night, sneaked in or, you know, went in and saw some of the late show of Sam Morell at uh, the Punchline. I'll tell you what, go see live comedy. At the 8 o'clock and 10 o'clock shows at the Punchline, the, the lines were out the door into the parking lot. Like the Beatles were in town. So, fuck, yeah, good for Sam Morell. And uh, Dina Hashem was featuring... And actually, Andy Sanford did a did a guest spot. So, anyway, on Saturday after my skull spot, they were nice enough to put me up early. I went and met my mom and my wife for dinner, and we had a nice time. We had a nice two night visit, and my mom left last night. And what happened? What happened? What happened? What? Happened? It was uneventful. It was it was a good time. We went swimming. We went out to dinner, and there's nothing to report. I think it's better, you tell me, I think it's better when you get together with your family in one-on-ones or when you see them individually. Not not all the time, like if the whole family's together, that's fun. But, you know, I think like, I think as individuals, we, we my family tends to thrive seeing each other. Um, and... She is named Mimi by my daughter, and Wheat Thins, according to my daughter, are called Mimi and Ding Crackers, because that's, of course, my stepdad's name, Ding, to my daughter. 
So Wheaton's, because I think the first time she ever had them was in California at my folks' house. They're called Mimi and Den crackers. And she had the thrill of eating Mimi and Den crackers in front of Mimi, and her head was blown. Her mind was blown. It was unbelievable. And then she and I were doing this thing on Saturday morning before we went to the farmer's market and church pool where we, you know, we sit on the porch and I have coffee and she has a graham cracker. And I, I only wanted to have one and a half graham crackers. My wife and I probably are creating food issues by trying not to create food issues. So we go back and forth. Like, do we just leave all the food out all the time and just let her eat as much as she wants? Do we try to teach when you're full? Try not to eat as, you know, try to listen to your stomach when you feel like you're full, right? Or eat 80% of that. Like, I don't know what we're fucking doing. We're trying not to create food issues uh, because, you know, they're, she's a girl and she's going to be a woman and there's going to be all sorts of shit going on. And she's an American and she's our kid and all this other stuff. So. With the graham crackers, I say, okay, I can, I'm can. i going to give you one and a half. That's to you, listener. That's one graham cracker is the big rectangle. And if you snap the rectangle in half, that is two pieces. So I like to give her two pieces plus one more piece. So in my head, it's one and a half graham crackers. The astute graham cracker listener will know that those pieces that I'm talking about actually break down one more time. So one whole graham cracker actually has one, two, three, four pieces within it. Three three mini rectangles within it. So I tell her she's going to have, I'm like, okay, you're going to have one and a half graham crackers. Do you want all of it now? Or do you want me to give them to you in three different movements? So you can eat the one out here on the porch and then I'll leave the other two in the kitchen. When you're done with that, you can go get, when you're done with this one, you can go get the second one and so on. So she's like trying to get her head around it. Like, well, a bird in the hand, I guess, is what she's thinking. If I can have them all right now, then I'm winning. But I tell her, I'm not going to take them away. They're just in there and you can have them when you want. I'm just trying to teach like pacing or something. But then as I'm doing it, I'm like, what a fucking hypocrite. Like, I don't, like, say, oh, I'll have a, a beer and a shot, and uh, I'm just going to sip on that. I guess I do now, but no, I get it. You want to have all of them right now? Let's have a goddamn shot. Except now that I th- so that's what I was thinking, like, am I, I'm like the the guy from the Pantera swimming lesson. Like, am I, my if I like to have a shot and a beer to quickly get a buzz, you know, who am I to expect my daughter to be like, I think I'll slow down and wait for my third graham cracker. So I'm a hypocrite or unrealistic in my expectations as well. Although I was doing a comedy show the other night where I was there for two hours and the bartender said, hey, do you want to do a shot? And I was like, do I have that reputation? And she said, yeah. No, I didn't. I just thought that. I didn't ask her. And I said, yes, but a small one. And she looked at me like most female bartenders do. And they're like, okay, pussy. And I said, it's only because I want to have more than one. And I I don't want to get smashed. I need to drive. So I had a couple small ones. Because if you take a bartender who's buying you a shots, shot in quotation marks, it's going to be too big. And if, you know, if you have one 
right at the beginning of the show, you might want one later, and that might put you over the legal limit, and you should not drink and drive. I do not. I do not have more than two and drive. I have in the past, but I'm responsible now. And, you know, do without what you will. You're going to drink and drive. <laughs> However, sometimes I do let people who are drinking and driving drive me home from Limerick, which I'm willing to let them. It would be terrible if they got a DUI, but I trust that they're not going to get in an accident and we can get home. Either way, it's irresponsible all the way around. Not all, you know what I'm saying. So that seemed like the way I should make the point to my daughter. Like, you know, if you split these graham crackers up, it's kind of like you can maintain your buzz a little bit longer <laughs> over time. That's what you can do. That's what dad likes to do when he's in a club. He likes to have a little whisper of tequila. He doesn't want to get buzzed. And, and well, he wants to get buzzed, but he doesn't want to get ripped. And he also does not want to be past the legal limit of driving home. So, you know, what he'll do is he'll get to the club. And if someone's like, hey, you want to have a quick little graham cracker? He'll have a graham cracker. But he's not going to have a whole one. He'll have like, you know, half of one or a third of one. So later on, he can have... He can actually have a full graham cracker. And then when he gets home, <laughs> he'll have graham crackers and frosting and fall asleep on the couch. I have not fallen asleep on the couch. I don't fall asleep on the couch. I'm grown. I make it into my bed, and if I uh, need to have a drink in bed, I'll do that. You know why? Because I'm just like my wife. <laughs> I don't also, I don't know if I've talked about this, I don't like to drink when I'm doing spots. I mean, a, a small spot, five, six, seven minutes, okay. But, uh, you know, real spots, a spot you can sink your teeth into, you know, anything north of 15 minutes, I don't want to, I don't even, I, but I don't like to drink on those short spots either because you're just, I'm just not as sharp. I mean, the jokes are just going to write themselves. What I mean by that is, is, is I think if you're drinking when you're doing a show, unless you're, no, I don't know. For me, that's all I'm talking about is not anybody else. Drinking, you're just not as fucking good. And every comic who stops drinking will tell you that. I stopped drinking the night before a show. <laughs> what what I want to, what I'm trying to express here is I am much better not drinking. I'm much better doing stand-up when I'm not drinking. And so therefore, I don't drink because I want to do the fucking best I can. And I think the biggest thing that the biggest upside to not drinking is I have a as a I have a much better sense of how much gas to put on the pedal so if someone says something you know someone says something from the crowd I I just have a, I'm, I'm much more in them not in the moment I am in the moment maybe it's in the moment knowing how much gas to put on the pedal but sometimes, you know, you're telling jokes and, and talking shit, as I do, and people are firing back stuff. And the best way to shut up a fucking heckler on those occasions is to just let it go and let it f fly past you. And I think sometimes if you have a couple pops in you and you maybe have a little bit of whiskey balls or, as a friend of mine used to call them, beer muscles, there might be a tendency to snap back at that person a little more quickly than you would if you were more in control and less in a swashbuckling beer muscles place. So one is it can let the the insult or the crack back, uh, the heckle, just let it go. 
and the other thing is if I do go back <clears throat> at an audience member, I know, this is what I'm talking about, the gas, I know the right amount to put on it so I keep the crowd on my side and don't cross over and go from having them hating the one person in the room uh, to having everybody in the room hate me. <laughs> I, I want the, the focus and the wrath to stay on the person talking in the audience. And sometimes, you know, I, I, you know, comics drink, and I'm speaking of myself, uh, you know, you can overplay your hand and then give the power to the audience and because they perceive that you've lost control. And <clears throat> even though I don't, I don't feel like I lose control, if you just, you know, if you're fucking running your mouth up there and you, you, you say something a little too inappropriate, a little too hurtful, that just sounds more mean than funny, the crowd's like, dude, did you get wounded by that? And it's like, no, I'm just buzzed. <laughs> I'm just shouting out whatever the fuck. So anyway, I'm much better when I don't drink and therefore I don't drink when I'm on stage. Also, I think it's more fun to... I think it's more fun to have good sets to, to be killing. I think it's more fun to have good sets totally sober because you're experiencing it in its purest form and it's not colored by booze and then whatever else. I don't know about comics who get super high, and I know there are a lot of them, before their sets, how they process. But, but like killing totally sober is like fuck yeah this is great and it helps you also i think at least for me encode and store okay this is this works and these jokes said in this way with this right amount of tone here and emphasis there uh it's it's just it's more fun and then you can get shit faced after if you have to but uh i think it's just having a really fun set totally clear-eyed, bright-eyed, and bushy-tail, bushy-tailed, is, is the way to do it. And also, I have to be honest, I, I like not having any excuse for not doing well taken away from me. So, if you're ripped, and you don't have a good set, you can say, oh, I was ripped. And lots of comics do that. I mean, lots of people do that every day in life. You, you, give yourself, you, you impair yourself so you can't do well at the task or you you make up an excuse for why you can't do well at the task so that when you don't do well at the task, you can blame not doing well on the task on that excuse that you manufactured as opposed to the fact that you just didn't try as hard as you could have. And that's scary. I get it. And I like that that's part of what I like about stand-up is you can try very hard and eat a bag. But if you're not drinking or not impairing yourself and you eat a bag, you have, there's nothing to blame or there's no sort of accountability to anything other than yourself. You can't say, oh, well, I was ripped or whatever. Anyway, that's, this is the detour. What I would like to remind you of is <laughs> my burgeoning TikTok profile. My burgeoning dick, yeah, dick, dick talk. My burgeoning TikTok output. You'll see the clips. <laughs> and there were some other ones that I, I, I started posting on TikTok during the beginning of COVID when I just couldn't, I couldn't go out and I was needed a place to vent, and. I think I'm going to take one of those, the very first TikTok I made, 
and incorporate it into a little bit of a joke. And I think it's going to stick right on the end of something else that you may hear me talking about. But anyway, I guess what I'm saying is if you've only heard me talk on this podcast and you want to see a little bit of what like my comedy looks like, then look at my TikTok. <laughs> God, that's the world we are. Hey, I'd like to, you know, like I pull up in a van. Hey, would you like to come look at my TikTok? <laughs> no, uh, 16,000 people have already viewed my TikTok. Come come here and please, please make sure you like my TikTok. Boy, oh boy. What a, what a fucking world. Anyway, check out my TikTok. Because <laughs> you'll see these clips and, you know, as you do, as you write reviews or whatever, like, I, I think you're supposed to like everything on my page. So, whatever. you It's easier than writing a review on Apple, by the way, which I gently remind you of the benefit of, and I, I, I hear you loud and clear. <laughs> it's still me and 15 underscore versus underscore 15, and for that person's review, I am deeply grateful. My TikTok is out there with little clips of my stand-up act. If you want to see me actually talk shit on a stage tonight, please come down to Limerick for the third consecutive week. I can't believe it. A comic with late-night credits. What? When will it ever stop? For a free show. Madness. And it's a great lineup. And also, we if you were listening and you were one of the people that has been trying to get a large T-shirt, my vendor has told me that there will be fresh large t-shirts did i say live t-shirts anyway large t-shirts fresh brand new large t-shirts for sale tomorrow night tonight the 14th at limerick so come over bend an elbow say hello to justin behind the bar and buy these chocolate whiskey shots that the kids love and they're only three dollars it's a good time we're gonna have some great comics i hope to see you there and i hope i don't have to pull you aside and show you my tiktok